Welcome to That Anime Podcast. This is the full review for The Rising of the Shield Hero Season 2. In this episode, we cover Episode 7, titled Infinite Labyrinth. Hello anime fans and welcome to That Anime Podcast for casual anime fanatics where we talk all things anime in a fun and uncensored fashion for your listening pleasure. I'm your host Jordo and here with me as always is my co-host and kin, the baby brother Brennan. What's going on on this fine... Today's Saturday? It's Sunday. Sunday. Oh yeah, shit is Sunday already, damn. What's going on with you on this fine Sunday? Uh... Nothing, just uh, woke up early this morning, 8 a.m., so not super early for the Formula One race. Um, so I've been up up a little bit earlier than I would on a weekend. And then this past Friday, went to the uh, PGA Golf Tournament at Southern Hills. So been an eventful weekend. Tiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. How was the Formula One? How were the races this morning? It was a pretty good race, I thought. Nice. As far as racing goes. And you just watch it on like ESPN? Yeah, it's mostly, I mean, I used to always um, stream it. Uh, but yeah, now I just watch it on ESPN. Even when I didn't, I just watched it on the ESPN app. But yeah, they pretty much air all the races as far as I know. Man, I wonder if I'll ever get into it. I know you swear by it, but... Man, I get into I the know. races. I'd have to start uh, from the beginning. It's the Netflix show that'll get you into it, Drive to Survive. Yeah. It's I'll, have more to, I'll have to give it a try. Reality series side of it, I guess. I can see not everybody actually enjoying watching hour and a half of cars driving, but yeah, well, parts of it. What did you getting on to Shield Hero episode seven, titled Infinite Labyrinth? What What did you think of this episode? I mean, it's starting to get a little bit better. I wasn't on last week for the Shield Hero episode. I had a I had the it's coming off of COVID again. Um, and I was having a really bad headache the day you guys recorded, so I missed that one. So I actually just watched that one um, Friday night, I think. And that one was actually a pretty good episode, probably the best one of the uh, season. And then uh, it was the classic play the opening at the end of the episode one yep. that I missed. <laughs> and that made me also, I was like, yeah, I was like, this, opening's, this opening's pretty good. I, I know. Really Colton and I talked about that like that's when you know an episode's fire as hell is whenever they start playing the opening song at the end of the episode yeah, and it kind of it always it levies on like the new it's like the end of that arc I guess uh-huh it's the end of the spirit tortoise arc now and now it's gonna be I don't know what the other we don't know what the other world call in jump into the new episode um this week's episode yeah it's like the start of the next half of the I guess six episodes left after this one. Uh, whatever resolution they're going to come in, I bet it's just going to be more so to prediction-wise to set up our enemies, Lark, Glass, and all of them, give them more of a backstory, um, make us more sympathetic towards their cause, and Naofumi as well. Um, so I think that's kind of where this one's headed right now. 
a good backstory development arc for our antagonists if we can yeah. look at them like that. Yeah, this episode the past two episodes have done a good job because they've been raising questions and questions that as a viewer I want the answers to. Like in today's episode they they show us a new cardinal hero. The so going hero. into this episode, yeah, we thought that Kyo was yeah, the gun freaks hero. <laughs> Got that fishing pole on on lock. Going go going going uh toe to toe with Kizuna. He he just he manhandles her. Yeah, I would see more of her powers, but I mean, yeah, I'd have to say too, just because of his, his physical abilities to go along with it. Yeah, I mean, he don't really even really use the fishing pole. Once yeah, just after a little season while. one, pretty much. Yeah. But this episode, they introduce a new cardinal hero. But going into it, we thought that Kyo was the fourth court cardinal hero. But yeah, now this girl's saying them, that them. she's the cardinal hero. I guess they've always been cardinal heroes, but they just call them vassal weapons, I guess. Yeah, that's why they, they've got some explaining to do, because... I thought they were like vassal heroes or something, but I guess they never stayed, said they weren't cardinal heroes, they just said they were vassal we- uh, weapon wielders. Yep, they just, they, they just said that they were heroes from another world. They never said that they were cardinal heroes. So and it to... makes me wonder, like, are they vassal weapon heroes, and that's why they are able to travel between worlds? And I don't know. Either way, they've got some explaining to do here because there's a lot of heroes still that we don't know why they're able to travel between worlds. We don't know who the original four are of this world. Like, is Kyo, did he like brainwash Glass, Therese, and Lark into thinking that he was always the cardinal hero that was summoned with them? Like, did they completely forget about Kizuna? I don't know. I don't know. They never really, they haven't specified either. And now that we know in Naofumi's world that there's also vassal weapon wielders the seven star heroes so uh lark's group and kizuna all all the four that we five that we know now they could be a mixture of cardinal and vassal Mm -hmm. or seven star whatever you want to call it which i don't know if they have time for all that it's starting to make me think how far along are they setting this thing up uh with all these characters but usually if i guess if you're gonna go if you're going to try to introduce a bunch of characters, you would throw them at you kind of early. Um, mm-hmm. Historically, like, I don't know, I just go back to the old fucking well of Naruto. Like, they pretty much throw everybody at you within the first ten episodes, like, as far as the hidden leaf. Um, it could still work, though. I mean, slowly throwing more heroes in. Like, so far, the people that we do have, they've done a good job of it, so. But just yeah. thinking about another seven from Naofumi's world, and then however many from this world, it could be quite a bit yeah they're definitely gonna have to there's because there's a couple people in the opening that we haven't met yet so we'll see but this is the official rising of the shield hero season two companion podcast every sunday we release an episode about the newest episode of shield hero from season two so if you're wanting a fantastic and casual podcast for the entire season two look no further this is that anime podcast you've been searching for you can also check out our past episodes for coverage on every episode of Season 1 as well. Um, this is a 13-episode season, and this was Episode 7. And so we are officially turning the corner, and we are halfway through this baby. And this is the episode synopsis. Naofumi wakes up in a strange prison to find he and his party at Level 1, and Philo missing. 
They start to raise their levels in order to escape, but things quickly turn against them when a dangerous monster suddenly appears. <laughs> so, the, the synopsis is funny because it makes it sound like the dangerous monster is going to be like the climax of the episode, but really it was not at all a big deal. Yeah, I mean, it was like a, a, brief, <laughs> a brief scare, but yeah, we knew nobody's really going to die right now, but... No, no. Yeah. So what right off think the bat... About the, uh, what do you think about the setup of Back to Level 1? I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, it's... I think that... It, I think it was more of like a trial. I bet you now that they're in... I bet it was just in that infinite labyrinth because that was like a created world that Kyo probably controlled. I bet you now that they're out of it, they're they're normal. Yeah, because I was curious if Lark and them had to level up in that world because, you know, they were at Kalmira. So I was, well, I was like, well, maybe they have separate leveling and now Nafumi's going to have to level up here and that'll kind of bring back some of the magic of <laughs> season one. But at the same mm-hmm. time, it'd be a little bit... I don't know. It could be good or bad. It's just kind of like a video game. The second of a video game, they have to come up with some reason why the main character gets nerfed back to his yeah. original state. Uh, but we'll see. I, I'd I'd venture to say maybe they run with it for a couple episodes before he's going to need full strength or more than he had before. Yeah, maybe it is actually permanent because at the end, whenever they he's going to hug Raftalia and Rishia, she's still small. Yeah, it's true too. Yeah, because she she would grow back up to human size or adult yeah. size once she's a little bit stronger. But yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I wasn't like I mean at first I was like, damn, that sucks, but I'm okay with it because they're they already leveled up pretty damn quickly. <laughs> yeah, it always it puts back the uh, for anybody who ships Naofumi and uh, Raftalia. I think it puts a damper on that. I don't know, just because. It just reminds you that of what their relationship really is. You yeah, I mean? he's like she's looking after kid. her. Yeah, he's his caretaker. He like raised her, so then it'd be like a little. <laughs> I had forgotten, you know, like and I, uh-huh. as the season went on, I was like, I could see him getting together, but this just. I mean, they still might, but it's just like one of those things that kind of is like, yeah, maybe, maybe he should just get with. <laughs> I don't know the queen, Arisha. He, yeah. he should get with the queen, Arisha. <laughs> I, just, I just don't like Rishia. Maybe the really, maybe the st- really stick it to Itsuki. <laughs> yeah, because you know nobody. Itsuki deep down loves her. Yeah, probably it'll come to. I thought they were gonna do that on the last episode where he was like, "You saved me. You've gotten stronger." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I. But I mean, she just yeah, jumped she, in that hole and and left his ass for dead. Yeah, which is probably to come either way. It's a little bit further down the line. Well, it's even worse actually because he probably wakes up. He's alive. And somebody's going to have to tell him, like, yeah, Risha actually saved you guys, but she didn't stay. She went with Nafumi to save to save even more people. And he's going to be like, damn. And the way I treated her, like, she was weak. And I'm the one who got saved, and she's going to save more. Yeah, they all just freaking suck in general. Like, if they, couldn't, if they just get captured by the book, dude, it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. I'm the all, book hero. All three of you? It's this, yeah. grim, it's this grimoire. Yep. So the episode starts in a very tropical looking place and you know right away this is not this is no longer Melramark. It's very tropical. There's palm trees. Um it looks like a jungle, not like there's no forests and stuff. Yeah, but then they, and then we they see try a, to let Yeah, go ahead. I know what you're going to. <laughs> yeah, and then we see a girl appears. She's a, f- a fisherwoman and she's humming 
And then we see a comet shoot down from the sky, like what killed all the dinosaurs. And she starts running toward it because she's like, we learn later on, she's been alone this whole time. So yeah, if you see some shit fall from the sky, I'd, I'd be running, to, booking it to that thing as well. <laughs> um, Naofumi is actually the one that wakes up, or sorry, Rishi is the one that wakes up Naofumi. And she says that she can't find Philo or Raftala anywhere. And right whenever they wake up, Naofumi notices a lot of different things. One, they're at level one again. Um, he's got a new shield. He doesn't recognize it. Um, Raftalia pops up out of a stack of hay, and she says she can't find Philo either, and she's reverted to a child again. Um, Naofumi says that he thinks that this is all the doing of Kyo, that they're starting off at level one, and they don't, they're like in a prison, but then they find out that the prison's just unlocked. And so they've kind of put together that somebody took them there, because it looks like somebody lives there. And then the opening song comes in. Now the song is the same, but do you agree that they added some new animation? Yeah, there's a couple different things that are new. I mean, there's still, I think I'm pretty sure I still saw some of the old cuts. Yes, there's definitely still still some old cuts, but I think, I don't think that the Fisher woman was in the, like Kizuna was in the past ones, but maybe she was and I just never noticed her. Yeah, it's hard to say just because I... Right when it started going off, I started looking for things that were different. So in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, that shit, shit was brand new. <laughs> <laughs> may not have been, but I think I'm pretty sure there was some stuff that even just some cuts of the spirit tortoise, I thought, like, weren't in it, the original opening, as much as uh, it was in this episode seven one. Yeah, it's always hard to tell with openings that have just arbitrary scenes like the tortoise ones and stuff. They're, yeah, they're just, just not like memorable, tor- so we like don't a know. Just shaking its head in the air, like yeah, it's yeah, not a flash of all of these characters. Like it's hard to remember, like if it's new or not. It's not like the opening for Odd Taxi, where you'd know if it was. Yeah, the only like, one off the, new. The only th- scene I can remember off the top of my head that's always been there is the other three cardinal heroes, like being in the water, like yelling with bubbles coming and, out of their mouth. Yeah, like and Rishia with the penguin in the background because it's the, it's always the part where it's like make a change <laughs> oh yeah where it does like the thing where she's like it shows the penguin and then it shows her real body like stepping in front of it like yeah foreshadowing says, that make a change she'll step out of her comfort zone and become her true self yeah that's that's the only other part that i know for certain that that was in in the first opening and the the three heroes drowning in the in the Bad. water the Whatever those things are that Goku and Vegeta go in to heal. Um, so they end up walking through a doorway that's glowing, obviously, because they're they're kind of scared to. But now Fumi's like, we have to. Like that's obviously obviously where we need to go. And you know that he's definitely played some video games in his time because this episode he shines. <laughs> he knows he knows what to do in these video game worlds. Um. They walk through the door, it teleports them to a beach, and at the beach, Naofumi notices that there's something strange going on, because he's like, there's waves, but there are no, there's no wind. And then they look into the horizon, and you can kind of see that the pixels just kind of end in the horizon, and so they surmise that, well, there's nowhere to go but into the jungle. So, off they go, into the jungle. And the first thing that they come across is... A cardboard box jumps out and attacks him. 
and it bites Naofumi on the arm, and it's very it's supposed to basically be the balloon version of this world. And it's a yeah. it's called a white cardboard box. Just reset and <laughs> show the reset, like you got I don't know, and just to hit those chemicals in your brain or like I recognize that. Yeah. Like I remember I remember that. <laughs> yep. He grabs it and he's like, Reptalia. She comes in, st- cuts it in half, raises to level two. He drops a piece of the cardboard into his shield and he unlocks beginner's small white shield. And he's like, we should probably level up a little bit because Raftalia can barely hold up her sword. Um, they kill some big face rabbits that are level five. And uh, the girls continue training and Nafumi's just like going around picking up leaves and blades of grass and dropping them, <laughs> dropping them into his shield. <laughs> It's just fun. it's just funny that that's one of his skills. Like he can literally pick up anything, drop it into his shield, and it unlocks some sort of ability. Yeah. I mean, really, what a powerful what like what a powerful cardinal weapon. <laughs> you could you could drop a bug in there, and it's going to give you like the beetle shield that has the ability to fly, or I don't know. Just just uh, great great riding. Um. So they're taking a break from training and they're getting some fresh water from the old river, the old watering hole of the village. And this thing stands up out of the water and it looks like an old man that turned into a lizard because it's got like gray hair. Looks like old Greg. I'm old Greg. But now for me says a kappa or he's like a kappa. Yeah, I know. Like they were supposed to know what that is. Is that like... yeah, what is that? What the, what the fuck know. is a kappa? It's look like <laughs> classic old sea monster, the sea king. Yeah, I don't know. I guess if we were Japanese, we'd know, but it comes out of the water. Raftali charges it. It bitch slaps her. She goes flying up against a tree. Then it goes up to Naofumi and starts slicing up his shoulders, and he can't do anything about it, and he tells them to run for it, but Risha and Raftalia... They're not about to abandon him, so they go up, they start trying to sw- take some swings on it, but it's just eating all their attacks, and they can't break its skin. And so, uh, they piss it off enough to where it lets Nalfami go, and it starts going after Raftalia, and just before it gets to her, you hear somebody say, Slaughter String? Is that what they said? Or Slaughter Wire. Yes. And what other show was it that we've watched that somebody has a move like that? Is it Demon Slayer? Yeah, it's Demon Slayer. The Spider Kid. Oh yeah, it is. I was trying to think. It's like too. I've, I've seen, I've seen this shit before. Um, and it's Kizuna. She says, "I can't take." She says, "I take my eyes off you for a second and look how far you get." My name's Kizuna. Kaza Kazayama Kizuna. We're just gonna call her Kizuna, though. She says, "I'm one of the four cardinal heroes, the hunting hero." Pretty awesome hero to be the hunting hero because clearly she's got like a giant bowie knife as a weapon and then she's got a fishing rod she's probably got a bow and arrow and no, all kinds of give her a bow weapons. and arrow though because there's already a bow hero so they gotta they gotta keep her maybe a crossbow or something or a yeah shotgun. she's got <laughs> she she's a got shotgun. <laughs> she's proven she has multiple weapons because she uses the fishing pole to kill that monster but then yeah, when she then cuts Nafumi's neck or later on it's out. a giant knife um, she acknowledges based on Naofumi's name she's like you're Japanese aren't you and he's like yeah they bond a little bit and then they show us Raftalia she's jealous um, we also get a glimpse at Naofumi's stats because they're bugging out 
I guess from them being in this infinite labyrinth. Nalfami's already level nine. Raftalia's already level seventeen, and Rishia's already level sixteen. Yeah. So they've been they've been farming yeah. some some experience. Um. Raftal, I make made a note that Raftal keeps getting jealous of Kizuna because she's like, "Can I call you Nalfami?" And he's like, "Call me whatever you want, and I'll do the same." <laughs> and Raftal is like, Ugh! Uh, we also learn a lot here about Kizuna. So she says she's one of the cardinal heroes, but she hasn't seen the other cardinal heroes for several, several years. She doesn't even know how long it's been because she stopped keeping track. She says she's been locked up and that Glass is her best friend and also that she's 18. And Afumi looks her up and down and he's like, wait a minute, are you a lolly hag? <laughs> I've never heard of that before. Yeah, I hadn't either. Not I, guess I don't know what the hag comes from. I bet you, so a lollycon is probably somebody that likes lollies, like little, like women that look like little girls, and uh, a lolly hag like a, is probably lady a, a, a lady older. that likes to look like a little girl. Yeah, yeah, that's probably it. Just hag, you think, I always think of like an old witch, you know, like yeah. gray hair. Yeah. Long nose, some warts on it. Yeah, just a hag. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Eighteen. If you calling somebody that's eighteen a hag is kind of is kind of funny. Um, Kizuna's like, we should eat because Raftalia's stomach is growling, and he's like, I ain't eating with somebody I can't trust. You say you're friends with Glass, well, we can't trust that bitch. And she's like, fine then. She takes out her blade, she slices it. Now for me, Raftalia tries to block it, but is ineffective, and it cuts right through his head or his neck. But then it just heals. And she says that her cardinal weapon can attack people, but it cannot hurt them. So, Nafumi agrees to eat, and she's like, I'll cook all this stuff. And Nafumi's like, no, I'll do it. And she's like, you what, you think I'm going to poison you? And he's like, it's not about that, it's about who's a better chef. <laughs> and he rolls up his sleeves. I thought his and cooking makes skills all... would have diminished yeah. in this world, technically. I guess his, his cooking skills are just from, I guess, his, his real life. Yeah, it must be. I just thought that that shit was funny because, you know, it's just a sprinkled in a little joke like, I can cook, lady. Um, and then they, they eat with chopsticks, which is the first time Rishia or Aftalia eat with chopsticks, you could tell, but they were enjoying it. Yeah, they picked it up faster than any human ever has, for sure, but... Yeah, they so definitely I, did. I know grown people that can't use them. <laughs> They've tried several yeah. times. Yeah, anytime I eat any Asian food that's not just a, at Lola's house or family. Like, if I'm at a restaurant eating Asian food, I'm using chopsticks, by goodness. Yeah, I mean, if that's what they give me, then that's what I'll use. But yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously I don't use them at home. I have a set that I used to eat with ramen, but... It's just how the meal was intended anymore. to be eaten. So, I don't know. And it's just fun. It's, it's, it's a novelty. It's fun to eat yeah. with chopsticks, especially sushi. Yeah, it makes dinner feel different. Or lunch or whatever. You ever see people at sushi restaurants stabbing the sushi with forks and then dipping it? Yeah. Well, how does that make you feel? I mean, I don't care. I mean, like it's not as it's not as classy. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it feels it feels it just feels wrong to me when I see it. Like I'm not I'm not judging or I'm not trying to judge, but I almost am just like, dang, I would never do that. I'm sure some people eat it by hand too, just pick it up, dip her in. Toss the old thing down their gizzard and call it good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, people do that. It's just, 
And if you're listening and you do do that, that's completely fine. I guess the reason why I could never do that is, I guess, because I feel like people would be looking at me thinking the same thing I'm thinking is like, why are they doing that? Why aren't they using their chopsticks? You just stab it with, you just stab it with the chopsticks. <laughs> I've seen people do that too. And for some reason in my head, that makes more like, that's okay to me because you're like using the chopsticks. Like sushi was intended to be eaten with chopsticks, even though you're not using them the right way. There's just something wrong about stabbing a piece of sushi with a fork and then dipping it into your soy sauce tray and then stuffing it into your mouth. I mean, whatever works. But whatever works, Honestly. to each his own. You do you. Um, Raftalia has to eat more food because she's in her growing stages, so maybe she'll grow, like, next episode, hit, full, hit her full. Yeah, they, ain't gonna, they don't want to do it too many episodes. Probably not. They just wanted it's all. It was all novelty going back to level one and having yeah. her go back to small. And I'm sure Philo's with them. She's just like an egg or some shit, and she's gonna hatch out and be like <laughs> <laughs> something. Um, we learn a little bit more. Kizuna explains that they can't leave. They're in a temporal prison, and or an infinite labyrinth. And once you're inside, just like the Hotel California, you can never leave. And so uh, she talks how, about how she's been alone as she searched every inch of the island for a way out and even considered killing herself one time, but decided she wasn't going to give up until she found a way out. And after countless years of searching, she believes she found where the end of the labyrinth is. And they go through like this Egyptian tunnel into like this church with stained glass. And there's a wall with some glowing. It looks like the glowing door that they got through at the beach. But they can't walk through it. And now Fumi comes to the conclusion that it's a bug. And he's viewing this as a video game. And he's like, if there's a bug, I think we can make this work to our advantage. So that thing that they used, that vine, was that from whenever they, from that city that they saved that had the vine that was growing out of control? That's what I assumed. I mean, okay, that's all we could reference it to unless you just think that he just, Knew it would do that, but he, the only way he would is because he knew the chemical or whatever. Yeah. And he, so had pretty smart. and he had the poison ready too, so. Yep. So he lost his levels, but he still had his supplies, I guess, on him. <laughs> I don't know that or if we're supposed they to took, think that. His pockets like, were not emptied upon the admission of this world. Well, he had her make the seed, didn't he? Or something I don't like know. That. I think he had he had her enhance it because his abilities weren't at the level yeah. where he could. Yeah. Either way, I didn't. I, they just need to get out of there somehow. So um, yeah, I won't look too deep into it. Yeah, I won't either. Well, his plan works, and it grows uncontrollably. It starts cracking the walls, and he's like, "Fila, Rishia." He grabs him, and then he holds out his hand, and he's like, "Kizuna," and she hesitates, and doesn't end up going with them on the free fall, but then he's yelling as he's falling. He's like, come with us. And she's like, hesitates again. And then she gets the old trusty fishing rod out. Sends I, thought out a line. To, I thought she was about to pull their asses back up. <laughs> <laughs> I, shit, I did too. I was like, is she about to be like, you ain't fucking leaving me. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But, like, she didn't want to leave after so many years. She was like, shit, I ain't staying here alone. Yeah, she... She sends down that freaking hook, but luckily Naofumi's got a good, he's got some good hands on him and he grabs the weight instead of the hook part and uh, takes her with him. Um, the screen goes, she's like got tears in her eyes as she's falling down. 
And she wakes up and she's clearly in some kind of like Japanese garden. I don't know if it's like feudal area or what, what it's called, but there's like stone lanterns everywhere, imperial fencing. It's, it's a civilized form of Japan is what it looks like. Just like, yeah, Edo period. Yeah. I don't know. They still have houses. They still have buildings like that now. It's just style. It's yeah. got that styling though. Like it's, it's, it's yeah, it's got Japanese styling. Yeah. Um, Kizuna hugs Naofumi and she's like, thank you. And she hugs the girl. She's crying and she's so happy that she's not alone anymore. And the episode ends. So it's a happy ending episode. And upon watching the ending song, now it makes sense why the ending song is a sad one and all about Philo. Because I believe that the rest of the season is about finding where the fuck Philo is. And it has Raftalia in it because Raftalia is the most worried about her. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I guess I didn't think about that. I, I mean, I know the ending's sad, and yeah, I recognize it, but yeah, I didn't put that together, like, when the episode ended. Yeah, I think that it's all going to be... Obviously, the overarching theme is they're trying to catch the Kyo, but they also are trying to find out where Philo is. She's it, And the ending makes it seem like she's kind of trapped in some, like, time or spatial dimension that they can't get to. Because everything's like glowing blue and she's following this dove made of light around. I don't know. Um, I like Kizuna's character. And I'm very anxious to find out what is going on with the cardinal heroes of this world. Because it's very possible that Kyo is not actually from this world. He just hijacked her spot and brainwashed the other cardinal heroes to forget about her. You know, I like yeah. Or there's something weird got, going on. Whenever here. she got banished, I mean, it could have been like Naofumi esque, like where they try to set up the uh, hunting hero or something, and then he was the replacement, and they forgot about her because she was there for a while. Yeah, but a new hero can't be summoned unless all four heroes, cardinal heroes, die. Maybe they did, except her. But she already knew Glass, so yeah. But she knew wow. Glass and Larson. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah, there's something weird going on. I, I mean, there's questions now to the show that I want answers to, and I didn't feel like that through the first, like, six episodes. Or first five. Last week's episode was good. Um, next week's episode is titled A Parting in the Snow. And it is episode eight of a 13-episode season. So they're probably leaving and, Kizuna. It'll probably be where they leave, switch paths with her or something. A.K.A. The Parting. A parting in the Snow. Yeah, I don't know what the... Maybe it's going to be like Philo. We go over to Philo and she's she got sent to another world instead and she's in a snowy region. I don't know. Because there was no snow where Naofumi and them were. But there could be in the mountains. I don't know. I don't think they can do a Philo, a Philo solo episode. <laughs> it follows her. I wonder like, where Master Naofumi is in Raftalia yeah. and Rishia. Yeah, it's they're they probably they may if they do do that it'll just be like a B the B plot line. I don't think she can carry an episode. Yeah, but it was good. I'm I'm very happy with where the season's going, and I no longer regret us doing coverage for Rising of the Shield Hero season two. Like this, it's getting good again. Yeah, it's better for sure. But I mean, I'll be it'll be easier to watch next week's episode when it comes out. Yeah, 
Instead of being like, like if, oh shit, gotta th- gotta throw on the old shield here. <laughs> <laughs> gotta gotta watch this shit for the podcast. Like if there if the episode nine was or eight was out right now, I would I would have watched it right after finishing episode seven because I want to know what happens now. But you got anything to say to the listeners other than go give us a review? No, yeah, give us five star written. Um follow on spotify whatever you listen on and thanks for listening yeah thank you all for listening we've been getting uh a lot of messages on instagram lately and i apologize i'm taking longer to reply than than usual it's because i had a a newborn baby recently and haven't been on as much but i'm slowly getting back on there and posting more again so keep the messages coming the ideas coming and the criticisms and for all of you that are saying uh, you would like Colton to start correctly saying manga, we are working on it with him, and we hear you, and he hears you. But you can you can teach an old you can't teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> and he turned he turned 32 uh, yesterday or two days ago, so he is an old dog. Um. But I've got nothing else. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm Jordo. Brennan. Everybody have a great week. And as always, peace out. (laughs) 